As someone who identifies as a change maker or a creative, uncertainty is inevitable, regardless of what the news or the economy are doing. Personally, over the past 10 years, I moved across continents and states at least five times. I got married, applied for a green card, um, we paid for my husband's permanent residency in Australia, we paid other crazy amounts of money moving around our precious little dog RB and our furniture across the oceans between Australia and the US. I started a business from scratch. I did many other things in response to my intuition like joining programs, working with um, expensive coaches and I also managed to live a full life. Every single one of these decisions created a drastic change in my financial situation. Not all bad, because some of these decisions created the numbers or caused the numbers to go up, and some decisions made the numbers go down. What was a logical and grown-up decision was not always what my gut and intuition told me was right for me to do, and many of my life decisions could be considered as unwise or irresponsible if I were to run them by someone old school like my father, for example. I would not change any of these decisions for the world, even if they did cause a fair bit of chaos and some uncertainty and a fair bit of financial insecurity. What I'm going to show you today is a way for you to create your own unique version of financial stability, one that is aligned with your values and the lifestyle you want for yourself. No, not the boring textbook one that you will find everywhere else you look. And here's the truth. It's a hard truth. As a heart and soul-led creative, I believe you are, you are forever going to have this internal tug of war between what your survival instinct views as safe, because your survival instincts wants you to keep, to keep you safe, and what your soul wants you to do, because your soul, as communicated by your intuition, wants growth. And we all know that growth happens right outside our comfort zone. So this tug of war between safety and what you intuitively know you should do is going to be constant. It's going to look different at different stages and spaces in your life and phases. However, this is a fact of life. And that tug of war, that exiting of your comfort zone is always going to create some kind of financial dent in in you know in your income or your spending or whatever navigating uncertainty is a fact of life for everyone especially for people like us personally one of my earliest promises to myself was to never ever freaking settle and to always follow my inner guidance and my life is a proud testament to this promise with this desire to grow and sometimes venture into the unknown, whether it's to another country, city, or quitting your secure nine to five to start your own business, there is the money aspect that you will always need to look at. And these days, financial uncertainty is all what the media and the news are talking about. I try to avoid listening or subscribing to the fear, but it's wise to sniff around and see what's happening in the outside world from time to time. 
The financial wellness industry, and I am not talking about economics here, I am referring to the personal development world with regards to improving our relationship with money is deficient. It is lacking. The financial services industry is also lacking. Okay, neither of these views and perspectives on money and our finances offers a comprehensive or a thorough view of the whole picture. Your financial life needs to be viewed from several angles if you want to start looking at seriously building financial security. You need to look at financial fundamentals, you know, like basic personal finance stuff, behavioral finance, neuroscience, neuroeconomics, cognitive psychology, attachment theory, the psychology of trauma and scarcity, and also a little bit of childhood development, because all of these are factors that impact your relationship with money. Yep, all of them. And lucky for you, (laughs) I got to dive into all of these um, in my training with the Money Coaching Institute and also the Trauma of Money Method. Um, And I use these, like I, I use a nice blend of all of these names and things and modalities that I mentioned, and also somatics, of course, inside my 10 week online program, The Money Sanctuary. I will link it. Don't worry. So today I want to talk about creating financial security, regardless of what's happening in your reality. This is going to require some work from your part. And no, (laughs) if you thought that I am the type of coach that is going to give you some kind of a template or a blanket approach, you got the wrong coach. I'm not that type of person. My work is best suited to those who are ready to view their money as an opportunity to create financial freedom and stability and also ask themselves deeper questions that will enable them to recreate the state of stability and freedom no matter what happens because you understand that your finances will evolve as you evolve and grow as you grow as a person. This is best for people who choose to make money into a self-love and self-care practice. And you know, and I know, we both know, (laughs) that money is only good for financial security. The real security and safety we are after comes from healing our inner child wounds and repairing our nervous system. Just a side note. Okay. However, we're going to talk plain financial practices today, okay? What I mean by finances, so in, in, in my lingo, I differentiate between finances and money because I feel like money is more energetic and finances is more like the nuts and bolts, the numbers, um, things that are devoid of our emotions, okay? And I have many episodes that talk about money and emotions, money healing and all of that. So go through, um, go through, the, go through my podcast and learn more all about that, okay? So here's the thing. Your finances are not just what you earn. Your finances are not just what you spend. A universal look at your finances is going to um, encourage you to look at five different areas, income, expenses, savings, debt, and investing. Okay. So I cover these five areas inside the money sanctuary. It is such a good, awesome, comprehensive program. I fucking love it. 
And it goes deeper than financial literacy because if you've heard me say this before, I am of the school of thought of nervous system education before financial literacy. And I combine both of them inside the money sanctuary. And I'm so, so, so excited for all of you to join it because it is freaking epic. Anyway, so your income, whether it's passive or active, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and take what works for you so that you can start building on that. Do you feel like your income is sufficient and in line with the amount of energy you exert to bring in this income? Does it cover your basic needs and then some? If the answer is yes, awesome. If the answer is no, then what are some practical ways you can increase your income while you're able to? Because while we were traveling, I was not able to work. So that was a big gap in my income, for example, but I had to make it up before that. So think about your plans and think about how you can make more money if you need to before your income can be interrupted. Maybe you need to take on a part-time job. Maybe you need to collaborate with a colleague or another coach to create a new program that you feel will um, add value to other people's lives. If you feel like your income is sufficient, this is something, this is a habit I see with everyone. Of course, it's not sufficient, Nadine. Of course, we want more money. Cool, yes, but how much more? I really want you, if you're thinking, of course, I want more money, cool, but how much more? I want you to sit down and crunch your numbers to find out exactly how much more do you need because more is so abstract. More is so abstract. By knowing your exact number, you will go from like whinging about it, which bitching and moaning about it in American. <laughs> whinging is so Australian. You go from like complaining about it to starting a plan. So sit down and crunch your numbers. No more abstract talk. Which brings me to where is your money going? Are you giving every dollar that comes in a mindful assignment or responsibility? In other words, are you giving every dollar a job? How much of your expenses are aligned with what you value and the future you want to build for yourself? What is the dynamic between your income and expenses like? How often do you look at what's happening between them? Do you have money dates? Do you check your bank account on a daily basis? And how do you even organize your income? What happens when your income comes in? Do you have buckets? Um, are you trying to live up to this unrealistic spending and saving plan that you heard someone on the internet talk about that probably had absolutely nothing to do with your actual financial circumstances and the phase of life that you're in or your past wounding and trauma that gives you inauthentic desires? I speak about inauthentic desires in episode three of this podcast, so refer to it if you're curious. But sometimes, so many times, <laughs> not just sometimes, we um, I see people try, like, feel like absolute failures because they are just trying to follow somebody else's budget, somebody else's plan, and it has nothing to do with their life, and it is not informed by their past and their trauma. So, of course, it will work because it's not customized for them. And speaking of spending, do you understand your spending habits? That's a very, very good point. And if your spending habits are excessive, meaning if you either overspend or underspend, 
Could that be a result of a nervous system dysregulation as opposed to you being a failure or you being someone that lacks discipline or needs more strategy? Another thing to ponder. Because I don't think that spending money is bad. I know that a lot of people think that, oh, spending money is bad, saving money is good. I do not subscribe to that. I only think money, spending money is you know, not healthy is if it's out of alignment or if it's a nervous system response, if it's a fight, flight or freeze or fawn response that helps you either dissociate from your life or dissociate from pain or dissociate from memories or be people pleasing or things that are out of alignment that make you actually feel icky when you sit down and think very closely. On the other side of the coin is your savings. Do you have multiple savings account? What is your rainy fund practice? What happens if you need to dip into it? How do you feel when you dip into it? Do you have a contingency plan? Are you afraid of using your savings? Um, do you have too much savings? Do you place too much emphasis on savings to a point where it's impacting the quality of your life? Do you reach a certain amount of savings, then you find yourself irrationally spending it, perhaps, which is, in other words, self-sabotaging? <laughs> if so, there might be some emotional issues here that I would prompt you to start exploring. So look at the questions, rewind this, and um, go through my questions again with regards to savings, because people just pay attention to spending and income, but your savings is another very important area of your life. And savings doesn't need to always be for something bad. It could be for something good. I mean, when I was living in Australia, I had a Pearl Jam fund, meaning a savings account for when Pearl Jam would um, tour Australia. So that when they do, all I, all I need to do is just use money from that and book as many concerts as I can afford, which sometimes is, you know, all of them. <laughs> anyway, the fourth aspect is debt repayment. And you probably heard of the two debt payoff strategies or three, I believe there's two. There's a third one, I can't remember its name, but the debt snowball and the debt avalanche methods are super effective. They work, they have worked every time with clients. I have had a client that paid over $30,000 in um, consumer debt using um, the snowball method. It just worked wonders, so... I swear by it. But here is my two cents about debt. If you really want to break the debt cycle, please consider healing your debt shame. I will be covering that in a future episode. I'll try to bring a an expert to, you know, help me uh, you know, bring out more of this uh situation because debt shame is such a it's such a big topic, so I will probably need help, <laughs> somebody to, um, you know, riff off of when we talk about debt shame. Anyway, live within your means. I, I use credit cards. I don't think they're the devil, but use them responsibly. Try to pay them off in full before the grace period is over. And if you can't, don't be hard on yourself. If your circumstances dictate that you lean on them temporarily for survival, don't feel ashamed. Instead, feel thankful for having them as soon as you can and then plan to pay them off. Not a big deal. It's okay. 
Um, the, the fifth area is investments. I personally cannot say much about it. Um, it's always a good idea to save and invest for retirement and in things that will increase your net worth, accruing assets and all of that. But I am not personally licensed to talk about investing, <laughs> so I don't. However, I do have a guest expert inside of the Money Sanctuary that talks about planning for retirement for creatives. So that's something else that you will get, a full hour of um, a tutorial of how to do it when you join. So each category has a practical side and an emotional side that can be tied to your core wounds. Um you know, the emotional side can be tied to your core wounds and the practical side is just numbers, but it's all, all never only just numbers. And there can be a third side to money, which is a spiritual side, but that's for another episode altogether. In conclusion, I will leave you with these wisdom bites. Financial security is important for obvious reasons, but it is also important for your creativity. Once you are out of survival mode, your brain will be wired for creation and connection. So if anything, look into building that security ASAP just to honor your creative side because the world needs you to be you. And you can do things on a regular basis to support your financial security. I like to check our bank accounts every day. This really helps my scarcity wound, which is doing heaps better. Thanks for asking, but it needs some TLC from time to time. Another good idea is perhaps sitting down with your finances and your partner or your family once a month or more if need be. My husband and I do these money dates once a month and we look at our credit score and our investments twice a year. And here's another wisdom bite. Please stop using how much you earn or how much you have saved or your net worth as your measure of success or progress. Your finances are not just about that. How you spend your money is as equally important as how you make it. So it's not just about saving it. And also being grateful for what you have instead of blindly craving for more, more and more. Being grateful for what you have now while planning your future is the key to attracting more of what you want to you. Your finances are going to go up and down depending on what's going on in your life. If you are finding that your numbers are going down, if you needed to dip into your savings, let's say, there might be a little voice in your head that's judging you because we are all taught that our worth is connected to that number in our bank account and it needs to keep going up and up and up. But that's not true. We have been fed a lie that these numbers should only go up. If this is you, then I would look into what money and that number in the bank represents to you and be specific with why it stings. Cause like one of my mentors says, if you can't name it, how can you heal it? When you feel scared and helpless, remember that it's not you, it's just a part of you. Listen to episodes 12 and 13 to learn how to bring yourself out of that disempowered state and back into regulation so that you can access your logical brain so you can think creatively and remind yourself of your options. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you found this episode valuable. I would love, love, love to invite you to the Money Sanctuary. The Money Sanctuary is a 10 week program that will teach you all you need to know so that you can shift from a life of financial disempowerment and confusion to a life of financial freedom. Inside this 10 week program, you will be guided to start healing your money blocks in a safe, small group coaching environment, and you will have access to hours upon hours of financial literacy and pre recorded workshops that are going to help you to organize your finances, pay off your debt, build financial um, boundaries that are healthy, and much, much more. My method combines aspects of behavioral finance, archetypal and parts work, polyvagal theory, nervous system healing and repair, somatic and mindfulness practices, inner child healing, attachment theory, and accounting and personal finance. All of that you will find inside the Money Sanctuary. So I hope to see you there. Ciao!